Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, Tyrac.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live and direct from the City of Angels. 877-996-6369 is the phone number. You can uh, hit us up on Twitter, at Gottlieb Show. And uh, we will respond. 877-996-6369. Paging James Harden. James Harden to the basketball player plays. It reminds you of of the, like there are things from our childhood or early adulthood which you'll remember and maybe you don't if you're not like me. Uh, Paging Dr. Freely, Dr. I.P. Freely. Right? Like things like, so I don't know what happened last night. I would... I'm going to gander a bunch of guesses. I'm going to put together logical explanations, but I have no idea what happened. First, let's give credit where it is due. 
Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs, they didn't win the game. They beat the Houston Rockets. Like You can win games and not beat the other team. But that was a no-doubter. By 39 points on the other team's home floor without your best player and without your longtime starting star point guard. Did I mention it was by 39 points? But the idea that James Harden is going to go down shooting nine threes, 11 shots, six turnovers, seven assists, only making two, like, that's it? Paging James Harden to the basketball floor. Where was he last night? Does the milk carton reference still work? A little, like, 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 look, I hate to be the guy that tells you when your references are old, but most people who are listening to the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio, like slap shot references are too old. They just are. Animal House, a little bit too old. You may love Caddyshack, doesn't stand up past the test of time. Like, look, go back and look at the born on dates of those references that are a little bit late. Uh, I don't drink milk anymore, and when I do get milk for my kids, it sure as hell isn't a milk carton, so we don't have the missing on a milk carton. So I, I don't know. If we do, we do the, um, what's the, what's there's there's one healthy kind of milk or whatever, organic milk or whatever that is that is still carton style. But I don't ever remember them having somebody's face on it. The milk carton used to be reserved for when a child would go missing. It's funny, these things that we, um, it's funny that these references we use, which are really, at the time, they were actually cruel or scary, right? Like, when you tell somebody to take the chill pill, that actually goes back to the, uh, what was the guy's name, John Jones, whatever, who uh, they they were the sect, they broke off, they lived in a foreign country, Jim Jones, right? And he had people all take a pill, they all killed themselves. Um, but, but, and so the milk carton reference is actually not a pretty reference, but it became synonymous when somebody would disappear and James Harden's game completely disappeared. And look, I can tell you it happens. It does. It happens to the best of us. We have a bad game. We have a bad night. Sometimes you have a bad series. Like it can happen. The the problem with it is several fold. This is not the first time we've seen it from Harden. This was a team which was built around Harden, the whole offense. Their backs were against the wall. He didn't seem to show any sort of facial effect. He didn't seem to care. He seemed to be out of it, right? And then there's now pictures and snaps of him going out after the game. And I'm not some prude that goes like, hey, man, you can't go have a beer after a long and tiring season is over. But you can't go have a beer at a club after a long, tiring season's over when you're taking on a team that's seen as inferior because they don't have two of their best players, one of the MVP candidates on your own home floor. You lose by 39 points, and you don't pee a drop. Like, what are you you doing? James Harden going out after last night's game – was a lot like, um, I don't necessarily even know if it was, a, it, there. there is a certain Cam Newton, uh, Cam Newton to it, right? You remember like Cam Newton 
not diving on the football in the Super Bowl down six, I thought was inexcusable. Uh, equally bad was his post-game uh, Q&A press conference performance, which he became really defensive and got up and left. But, like, the worst part of it to me was a couple of days later when in front of his own locker, he, like, doubled down on it and said, like, why are people – because that's losing quarterbacks. Like, you answer all the questions. It's the idea that you had time to think about it. Anybody can miss a shot. Anybody can react poorly in a split second. But when you have time to catch your breath and think about something, and then you do something which can be viewed as arrogant or obtuse or shut off from reality or just flat out stupid, like that's when you're like, okay, there's something more here. Ben Affleck's character in um, Gone Girl. Did you guys see Gone Girl? Gone Girl will scare the hell. Gone Girl is the 21st century edition of um oh man there was a movie in the 80s uh where it uh where a guy has an affair michael douglas has an affair and the chick that he the side chick goes psycho fatal attraction no not fatal attraction not fatal attraction fatal attraction is uh there's another one that's that's before that yeah there's another one that's before that scare the hell out of any dude. Gone Girl will scare the hell out of you. They just will. I don't want, like, I know it's been, but Ben Affleck plays this guy, Nick Dunn. I've heard the books better, but seriously, it's over in two and a half hours if you watch the movie. So uh, Nick's wife goes missing, and then they have him take a picture in front of her picture. And uh, he, for one split second, kind of smirks and smiles at the camera. And that's the picture that gets broadcast on all the news talk shows, right? It's like, I'm not saying you can't smile, that you can't live a life, but it just looks really, really, really bad. It's how we think. Just how we think. But my takeaways are this. This is why Oklahoma City traded him away. Like, if you want to look back historically, it's fair to say that Sam Presti made an awful trade in terms of having an MVP candidate in James Harden, who probably should have won at least two years ago, should have won the MVP. Probably this year could have and should have won the MVP this year. But to trade him away, when you had three young burgeoning superstars and the trade they made wasn't good enough, and they held on to uh, Serge Ibaka and, and forever had Kendrick Perkins, like th- those guys... If you had those three, you could kind of figure it out. But if you remember back, he really struggled against Miami. And he, when they didn't foul him, he was just a guy. And he seemed to shut it down. Like, that's who James Harden has been. And they got really upset because when they were in Miami, even after losses, James Harden kept going out. Because that's what James Harden does. He likes to go out. You can go out. Uh, you can go out in the regular season. You can't go out and play out like Michael Jordan would go out and play. Michael Jordan come in and drop fifty five against the Knicks after playing eighteen thirty six holes of golf. Like you can do it. But you better play really well. And I'm not one of these guys that's like. Uh, remember in high school when you lose a game, your high school coach wouldn't let you talk on the bus ride home. Like, come on, man. Are you serious? Here's the difference between talking on the bus ride home. 
and going out after getting blasted by 39 by the Spurs at home who don't have Kawhi and don't have Tony Parker. I don't know if the Monstar stole his power. I don't know if he was concussed because he did get banged around in the previous game. I don't know if he was pouting uh, because of something somebody said to him. I've had a great teammate do that where a coach yelled at him and he shut down. I don't know if he was trying to prove a point and prove his value, much much like um, Kobe Bryant did against the Phoenix Suns. Remember when Kobe Bryant refused to shoot the ball against against Phoenix Suns? All right, fine, win without me. Like, I don't know, but I can venture a couple of guesses, and I would say that there is some precedent for it. Here's Mike D'Antoni. You lose quite Leonard, and I don't know if that psychologically our juices went down a little bit, but, uh, you know, you got Aldridge and Casol. You got two all-stars out there still. So it's, you know, it was a battle, and uh, obviously the fifth game hurt us um, by not winning that one, put us where it was. But, you know, I don't have any reasons for why it happens other than, you know, like I said, I just, I'm proud of them. We'll look at it. We'll try to figure it out and, and try to get better. Here's the general manager of the Houston Rockets. Um, this was earlier today. This was earlier today. Daryl Morey said this uh, in regards to whether or not James Harden is to blame. To me, it's a joke to get on him because, you know, we're not where we are, you know. Game five, there are little people are down on him at the end of the game. Well, we're, it's not even in, we're down by 10 without James. You know, yesterday, you know, the, the guy who's hardest on James is James. I mean, he, you know, Coach and I saw him briefly after and we're going to, you know, we wanted to give him some space and we're going to meet with him longer shortly. But you can imagine, given all this blood, sweat, and tears he puts in, you know. I know everyone's disappointed, but he's, he's number one. Yeah, look, you can, you, I, I understand what Daryl Morey's trying to say. Like, we wouldn't be here without James. You're right. Which only makes it more important that James Harden show up, show some sort of effort. Like, and... So, sometimes teams collectively don't have it. And I thought game five was devastating. They led the whole way until the end of the game. And that was Kawhi Leonard wasn't playing with a sprained ankle and the Spurs came from behind and stole the game, right? Like that, but I don't know. The rest of us are like, that would make me pissed and want to play them in a game seven, wouldn't it? They collectively laid an egg, but their best player didn't seem to have any facial effect. Like he might take the whole weight in himself. He may be putting too much pressure on himself, but like, dude, go down trying to make plays. So you can't say we wouldn't be here without James Harden and then not levy a ton of the blame for a complete and utter collapse in your own home floor without it being the fault of James Harden. You're right and you're wrong at the same time. It's It was stunning. Like, the more I watched it, I was like, is this a – does Houston have a game tomorrow night in Milwaukee? It's like they don't care. It's like, oh, it's it felt like an AAU game. Like, ah, we're down. We're going to play tomorrow in the Ox gym. We'll work our way back to the winner's bracket. Like, no, dude, your season is over. And this one's a hard one to shake. And if you don't think it's a hard one to shake, think of how good LeBron James has been. And think of how many people, myself included, still can't put him in that Jordan category because of the Dallas Mavericks series. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's the dumbest thing we do 
as sports pundits that the only way to validate greatness is to win a championship. Now, look, Greg Popovich's greatness as a coach has been validated because he's won championships. I'm not trying to invalidate it. But what he did last night, in many ways, should validate that he's a great coach, even more so than the championships. Like, like I, I played for Eddie Sutton at Oklahoma State. Okay, Eddie Sutton took Arkansas to the Final Four. He took Oklahoma State to the Final Four. He won over 800 games. He's the only coach in college basketball history to win 800 Division One games and not be in the Basketball Hall of Fame. And, and I would, I would venture to guess that as a four-time finalist, one, he'll eventually get in, but two, the logical reason, like Kaepernick, like what's the reason he's not, people haven't put him in? Part would be the alcoholism. You know, he had, he had an issue at Kentucky with the NCAA, he had the alcoholism, and he didn't win a national championship. Like, those are three. Now look, like the idea that he's the first coach to ever break any rules at Kentucky, and I could, I could take the... I could defend my coach's honor and say he wasn't named in uh, any of the, the NCAA findings. But, like, look, he wasn't the first, and he sure as hell wasn't the last coach of Kentucky that knew some things that were going on that shouldn't have been going on. And, oh, yeah, by the way, there are several coaches. Jerry Tarkanian's in the Hall of Fame. Jerry Tarkanian had no regard at all for NCAA rules. It wasn't, it wasn't that he was cheating. Like, he did not care for the rules. Other coaches got caught cheating or got caught breaking the rules. And I do think there's a difference between the two. And they're in. There's plenty of other coaches who have won national championship that are in. Uh, and I'm sure there's another coach or two that had a problem with alcohol, maybe a problem with drugs, maybe not as publicly so. But my point would be, like, when he took over at Arkansas, I think they went to one NCAA tournament in 25 years, and he told the freshmen, hey, if you stick with me, by the time you finish here, we're going to go to a Final Four. Four years later, they're in the Final Four. Like Arkansas was a dormant program, took him to a Final Four. When he got to Oklahoma State, they only been in one tournament in 25 years. Went to two Final Fours. 14 NCAA tournaments, I think, in 17 years. Like, r- remarkable. And so, getting a pro- programs like Arkansas and Oklahoma State off the beaten path to those heights, getting just to a Final Four, is akin to winning a national championship at Kentucky or winning a national championship at Duke or Carolina. But there's this sense that you can't do anything great unless you win a title. Popovich and his game planning, Popovich and using DeJounte Murray, who hadn't played in the last game as a rookie, and he plays him and he plays well, changing how they're playing offensively, not going away, but going back to LaMarcus Aldridge. Like You can show your greatness as a coach without having won a championship. I know he's won it, so it's hard for it. Like, I know he's great. He won a championship, Doug. Yes, but of all those, like, his first championship, he had David Robinson and Tim Duncan and Sean Elliott. Like, a lot of people might have been able to win a championship with that. Not a lot of people could do what he did last night. And frankly, in game five. Like, sometimes the picture of greatness doesn't actually culminate in a ring. LeBron James... And his performances, his perform- when they lost to the Spurs, remember he had the cramps? Like there was talk of making him the MVP or simply getting the Cavs to a game six two years ago against the Warriors. Like that was as impressive as, in many ways, as what he did last year. He didn't hit the game big shot last year. Kyrie Irving did. 
But we, we have this thing in our heads to which, unless it culminates in a championship, it's not great. It's just really good. When anybody who knows anything about sports would tell you, and especially know anything about basketball, tell you, you don't have your best player, you don't have your point guard against a really good, really talented team that plays a polar opposite style of the one in which you want to play. It's not just winning a game at home. To go on the road and beat them by 39 points to take the heart of a star player to where it feels like everybody watched, like, dude, he just quit in front of us. He said no moss. He waved. He threw the towel in. That's great. And the Spurs are going to lose to the Warriors. Doesn't diminish the greatness of the accomplishment of the last two games. And last night, if anything, validates the greatness of Popovich, regardless of the championship rings that he already has or he still may earn. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Mike Williams is going to join us momentarily. Uh, he's the newest member of the San Diego Chargers. And, of course, uh, if you saw him play at Clemson, the last game you saw him play, he was spectacular in the national championship game. But to those of you who remember, like, you go back a couple years ago, and he actually broke his neck first game of the season, the 2015 season. They're playing Wofford. He had a touchdown catch, season opener, gets shoved into the goalpost stanchion, right? And he laid down there motionless. And like, look, if if you are a football fan, you knew like Mike Williams was a stud, right? You don't want to see anybody laying down there. And then when you heard it was Mike Williams laying down there motionless, and you're like, and you hear broken neck, broken vertebrae, like you don't know what's going on. To go from that in 15 to winning a national championship uh, in January of 17, and now in May of 17, being a first-round draft pick, a member of the – that's a, that's a pretty awesome turnaround. Let's uh, welcome in Mike Williams of the San Diego Chargers. He joins us on I, – I, sorry, Los Angeles Chargers. I Even I even I screwed that thing up. Mike, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? Good, man. Okay, so for – and I, I'm like, I don't want to bring back – Terrible memories, but it's it's part of the story. Uh, what do you remember about that day in Death Valley when you caught the touchdown pass and got shoved into the goalpost and hurt yourself? I remember everything about it. You know, uh, I felt like that was a moment in my life where uh, a lot of things changed. You know, I, me getting that injury, you know, I never took anything for granted after that injury. You know, uh, the game could have been taken from me at that moment. So, I mean, every chance I get when I come on the field, you know, I give it my all. I just love to be out here with my teammates and having fun. So there was never a moment to which, you know, you go to the hospital, you got a, you got a fracture in your neck, and you thought, like, maybe I did, I can't play football any, again. No, sir. That was that was never a problem. You know, uh, the doctors told me that I would be able to play again. So, I mean, I was just trusting the doctor and just was believing in what, what he was telling me. You know, I, I trusted him that he was going to give me the, the right um, idea of, what he thought I should do, and he just every time I met with him, he said hey, you will be able to play football again. So I mean, I was a hundred percent sure that I was be able to play again. Such a it, it, it's you know because of how the season ended, everyone will say that last year was a storybook ending or a storybook season for the Clemson Tigers, but it wasn't really that way. Like you guys, you almost lost to NC State. You did lose to Pittsburgh. There were some other games in which you didn't play great. You let other teams kind of kind of hang around. What was the actual, forget the championship, we all saw you guys in the semifinals and the championship in that story. What was the actual season like for you? 
I mean, it was a great season. You know, every season go have its ups and downs. You know, you're going you're gonna to face some adversity. You know, we faced some adversity. You know, we had a close game against NC State, like you said. Lost the pit game. You know, losing when we lost the pit game, you know, the seniors just brought the team together and said we, we didn't want to uh, have that feeling again. You know, uh, finished with the same record we had last year. We just won our last game. You know, our goal was to win our last game, and we did that. We won, um was national champ, so... It was a pretty good season for us, and we uh, had a great time celebrating it. All right, I want to I play for you something that Dabo Sweeney said after the national championship game in regards to a colleague of ours, Colin Cowherd. Take a listen. The guy that called us a fraud, ask Alabama for a fraud, was his name Colin Cowherd. Ask him, I don't, I've never met him, don't know him. Ask him if, if we're Alabama for a fraud. Ask Ohio State if we're a fraud. Ask Oklahoma if we're a fraud. The only fraud is that guy because he, he didn't do his homework. I hope y'all print that. All right, so it, it does lend... Uh, lend us to believe that at least Dabo does. What about you? Did you guys watch all the shows? Did you guys listen to all the conversation about your team, about your team story, um, and whether or not you belonged in the college football playoff before you actually got in? No, sir. We didn't watch any of that. I mean, Coach Sweeney, uh, we don't even use social media or any of that during the season just because of guys like that. You know, Coach Sweeney wanted to focus on um, only the things that we can control. We can't control uh, how that dude feel. I mean, he said we was a fraud. I mean, we knew we was a great team. You know, we just wanted to go out there and show everybody else that. And we just wanted to go out there and beat Alabama because we felt like they were the best and we needed to beat those guys just to prove a point. When did you know the Chargers were going to pick you? Uh, when I got that phone call. <laughs> you had no – you had – I mean, did you have a sense? Did you – I mean, I, um, a scout came from the Chargers and uh, worked me out. You know, he called me after he, everyone watched the film um, that he recorded in the workout. He said everyone was amazed at how I was moving and that I had great ball skills. So, I mean, I heard great things from him. But, I mean, I also heard some great things for teams who was picking before before um, the Chargers. So, I mean, I was just waiting on my phone to ring. and didn't want to get too too big on who I thought was going to draft me because if I didn't get that by that team, you know, it would have been a – Tough. So I mean, I was just sitting there, just waiting on my phone to ring. You know, with my family. What What's that feeling like when you realize that you know, from humble beginnings and from that neck injury, you're you've now made it. You're a you're a pro. You're a first round draft pick. What's that feeling like? Oh, it's a great feeling. I mean, everything I dreamed of, worked so hard for since I was a kid. You know, it's just a great feeling. You know, just to come out here and just. Enjoy the weather, you know, enjoy the city, enjoy being out here with the guys, having fun. You know, it's just everything I dreamed of. I'm just enjoying it and have fun with it. Um, how many brothers and sisters do you have? I have a younger brother, older sister. Okay, so you come from, like, you know, like, look, that's five people in your family. Like, that's a good kind of size family unit. Um, are you aware of how many kids your quarterback has? Uh, wait, I think you have, like, eight kids. Yeah, he has eight kids. Do you know any of their names? Uh, I met I met two of them at uh, Fan Day, but I can't uh, remember the names. So. <laughs> All right, there's Gunner, there's Sarah, there's Grace, Rebecca, Hallie, Caroline, and Peter. So you got You got I know for sure. I know for sure. I met Gunner. How Gunner's got to be? But, I mean, they got to be spaced then, out, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then I met one of the. Uh, I think the daughter. Yeah. She was. Sarah? She was older than Gunner. Yeah. yeah. Sarah. Yeah. I met those two. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. I, yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, like, and look, he's from the south. Like, he drives a pickup truck. Like, you guys, are, you guys are fitting. You guys fit in, fit in good. Um, when you were at Clemson, your last year, did you live on or off campus? I live off campus. Okay, so what was your? How many? Would you live by yourself? You live with a teammate? What'd you do? 
No, I live with – it was me and three of my teammates. All right, so four-bedroom place? Yes, sir, four-bedroom. How much was the rent? Uh, 465 for it. Yeah, 465 A piece or total? A piece, a piece, a piece. Okay. <laughs> um, have you looked yet at what it's going to cost to live in Los Angeles? Or in, in Orange County when oh, you guys yeah, are training. Yeah, way more than that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wow, I'm gonna uh, how much am I getting my contract? Awesome. Wait, wait, how much does it cost to us to, <laughs> to, to, to live here? Yeah, it's it's way more than that. I know that for sure. Um all you guys are are signed. Was there any like look last year Joey Bosa held out, got kinda ugly, he ended up not being ready to play to start the season. Was was there anything said in regards to, hey, guys, you need to get this thing signed kind of quickly and get it done so we don't have another Joey Bosa situation? Oh, no, sir. I mean, my agent told me he was going to handle that uh, and got a great deal. So, I mean, I was pretty cool with it. So I just wanted to get that done so I could come out here and learn and come out here with the guys and just have fun with those guys. You know, just get out here and have fun. Uh, okay. Well, listen, it's only a couple couple days in, but soon Philip Rivers will be screaming at you like he screams at everybody, but he only yells at the people he cares about, right? <laughs> yes, sir. That's, that's part of the game. <laughs> hey, man, welcome to Los Angeles. Congratulations on making it, and can't wait to see you with a lightning bolt on the side of your helmet. Thanks for joining us on, on Fox Sports Radio. I appreciate it. All right, that's Mike Williams. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Let's figure out uh, what the Fox said earlier. And now. <laughs> what does the Fox say? I love our national radio lineup. Uh, I love Kuki Clay Travis because he takes a different perspective on many of the topics that we tackle. We're all trying to figure out what happened last night with the Rockets. Here's Clay's perspective. I think this is one of those situations where you have to look at Mike D'Antoni and say, what in the world happened here? When your team comes out and plays like this and loses by 39 points, it's evidence of your lack of control over the locker room. I don't know what D'Antoni said to James Harden. I don't know what he said to everybody else in that locker room, but that team shouldn't be capable of showing up in game six at home and losing by that margin. And I'm not a guy who is immediately going to go to coaching, but I think every now and then you see a performance that is so bad that if I were an owner, I would say, okay, what's going on here? Yeah, look, I think it's fair to say they no-showed. I think it's fair to say he takes some of the blame. And it, it would also be fair to say that Dan Tony's system has not won the playoffs. But that was a no-show by the players. Now, in terms of motivation, part of it is the NBA thing, which is has always been really hard for me to understand, which is NBA coaches – they 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 know you can't go to the whip all the time, but he didn't go to the whip. He just, like everybody else in that team, decided to kind of take it, and there's nothing that they could do to change it. Here's Colin Cowherd. Last night, James Harden quit. He quit. When Nene went down for Houston, James Harden realized, driving to the arena for the rest of the series, bro, it's, it's my, it, this is me now. James Harden, that point forward, was never the same. Without Kawhi, without Tony Parker, at home, James Harden, elimination game, didn't shoot till 6.15 left in the second quarter. We have a pattern now, over and over and over, when the team really, really says, dude, Nene's down. Okay, this is your series. He doesn't like it. I do think we have a pattern. I think part of the pattern also goes back to when he was in Oklahoma City and he didn't play well in the NBA Finals. Um, all of those previous patterns pale in comparison to what we saw last night. 
Like, I would like to think that when your back's against the wall and there's the opportunity of of Kawhi Leonard not being not playing in last night's game, that there would be an extra attention to it, an extra energy, and more passion. That whole team looked like they had a game tonight, and now there's no games the rest of the season. I do think at some point that he quit, but I don't think he quit before the game began. I I I think it it just snowballed. And I would guess that he started out with the best of intentions, which are, look, I'm going to try and get everybody involved, get that floor spread, because I know when it comes to winning time, I'm going to take over. And when he tried to downshift himself, he simply could not do it. Couldn't get the calls, couldn't make the shots, didn't feel right. And then when they're down 30, then he did, in fact, quit. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.